Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, pop art painter Jamie Rocks here. This is um, the edit version of Jamie Rocks. Uh, I'm coming in after we're doing the, uh, you know, we're doing the post production and whatnot. And I realized uh, at the end of today's episode that I forgot to mention any of the links. Uh, the, the name of the movie again is Children of Sin. It is. Uh, they've got a Facebook page and an Instagram page, uh, and it's very easy to get to. Both of those addresses, you go to Instagram or Facebook and just type in. Children of Sin movie, and uh, it'll get in the search thing, and it'll get you right there. Um, they're at Children of Sin movie um, on both Facebook and Instagram. So you know, hey, if you dig something, man, remember like and share their social media. It doesn't matter. Uh, chances are your friends are gonna dig it as well. That's why they're your friends. You know, common interest. So uh, it helps a lot. It helps out a lot with the algorithm, and it gets more people, more eyes and ears on uh, particular things. So do what you can, like and share. Uh, and now on with the podcast. Here it is. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, this is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. Hey, I'm super excited. I'm super excited um, for our guest today. I've been having a weird, weird day. My day started out this morning. I, um, I discovered I was out of coffee, and um, I'm a big coffee person, you know. Um, I, I'm like Agent Cooper on Twin Peaks. I like a damn fine good cup of coffee. Um, not only in the morning, but throughout the day. And I was out this morning, and I don't know. You know, I went, the last time I was at the dollar store, I saw that. I'm like, hey, they're selling coffee for a buck. I think I better buy one of these and just have it in the freezer for emergencies, you know. And I, I, I was thought to myself, I'm like, I'm going to do some of that dollar store coffee this morning, you know, before I go to the uh, the grocery store and get some more uh, regular coffee. And, um, man, I I, I – I, put that in the thing and, and made it up and speaking of Twin Peaks it definitely reminded me of Twin Peaks because it it tastes like there's a fish in the percolator oh my gosh this is the worst coffee I've ever had in my life um so if you go to the dollar the dollar general store stay away from their dollar coffee it is dollar um, 25 I guess whatever it is but yeah, it's bad baby it's bad so now I'm drinking some of this for those who don't know my wife um you know she has a meta a, a what do you call it? Metaphysical store. So yeah, we've got lots of crystals and stuff in our house and all kinds of weird tea and, and all. So I'm, I don't know, I'm drinking some kind of weird tea now. Um, hey, but I, uh, you know, I feel full of positive energy and uh, I'm so excited to have our guest on today. He is a director and co-writer and actor. Dare I say star? No, well, I don't know if he's a star, but he's in the movie. Um, Mr. Christopher Moore. And the movie is Children of Sin. Christopher, how are you? I'm great. I'm terrific. I'm so sorry ab- ab- about all the bad co- coffee. 
terrible. Oh, oh man, that's I don't think my dog would drink this. <laughs> oh, it is. It's, just, it's terrible. Oh, it's it, it, it's bad. It, it, it tastes like gemstone smell. It is just bad. I was mm. like, I can't do it, man. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh. I mean, I guess that's one I way to kind weirdest... of perk, perk you up in the morning, you know? <laughs> yeah, get me up to go to the store and get some records some Folgers. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I just had, you know, I bought it and I bought a thing of decaf because occasionally we'll have house guests. Now that the world has kind of opened up again, let's knock on wood. I've been watching the news, folks. So yeah. <laughs> hope it yeah. stays open. Jeez. Um, Anyway, I, I, you know, when we have health guests, especially some of my wife's friends, you know, that'll come visit or whatever, well, we have to have, you know, decaf that was harvested on a half of a moon and, you know, the north side <laughs> of the hill. They, they're just into all this stuff. And I, I'm, I'm an old man. I just like a black cup of coffee, you know. It is, uh, I tell you, yeah, I mean, I, we went I, to Disney and it, I was trying to get a cup of coffee at, at one of those kiosks at Disney World, you know. And there's mm-hmm. some kid, you know, working in there. And he's like, well, what flavor would you like, sir? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Coffee flavor, man. If, if you put the coffee <laughs> in a cup, that's, I'm good. He's like, well, don't you want a car? And I'm like, no, I don't. And they couldn't under, he couldn't understand how I could possibly not, you know, I just want a cup of coffee. And right. I don't know. You, you know, I guess he thought it wasn't 1942 and the Nighthawks came or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> but it was very hard for me not to get, or to get a cup of coffee. It, it had, they want it fancy with whipped cream. And, uh, anyway, anyway. Well, you know, you know what that's I didn't need a cup Disney, of I guess. Was your movie. Say again? Oh, yay. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> this is a fantastic film. This is a very good film. And, hey, it comes – I wish it was coming out a couple days early uh, because it would have been a perfect Easter release, you know, a, a nice – Well, you know, uh, religious. It's <laughs> funny that you, um, you, say, you say that because when I was wanting to release this movie at first, I was going to pick this week because I thought the exact same thing. Same thing. I was like Easter theme. That seems like a good time for 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 this movie. And they were like, "Are you sure you want to do that? Because in terms of PR, we can't really promote it that much because it's the Easter weekend and no one's going to be in their offices and stuff." And I thought, "Oh well, well crap, you know." So I tried. I hear you. <laughs> You and I think think alike, Chris. You and I think alike, man. It is, um, you know, it's crazy. And I, folks, don't. I, I can feel people pulling back, listening um, to the podcast and whatnot. Don't pull back. I'm not going to sit here and, as my wife says, throw shade on on anybody's you know religious uh, interests or whatnot. Um, but mm-hmm. you, you have to admit, you got to go along with me. There are some zany uh, religious people out there, and some of them oh, happen yeah. to have these these retreats and and whatnot, and that's the mm-hmm. setting of. It. I don't want to give. I want people to watch the film, but that's kind of the setting of this. There's right. Two siblings, and they uh, they get sent to. Uh, I, the, the word reeducation pops into my mind, but I don't want to go that hard. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a, a yeah, faith based 
get it together camp uh, retreat. Right. And um, perfect setting for a uh, psychological horror film. <laughs> I love it, Chris. I, I thought so because it's creepy. It creeps me out. So I thought if yeah. it creeps me out, it must creep out a whole lot of other folks too. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, first, before we get into the film, let me ask you a little bit about Christopher Moore. Um, are you, you okay? Now you're a young guy. Uh, from what the pictures I've seen, your promo pics and whatnot. Um, did you grow up do, thinking, "Hey, man, I'm going to be making movies. This is what I'm going to be doing." Was that always the path, um, or did you have other plans? Well. Sort of started out. Um, the first movie I remember making a big impact on me when I was a kid was uh, D- Disney's uh, Snow White, which I saw on the big screen. Okay. I think it was the last theatrical re-release. It was ninety-two or three, I think. And that movie just threw me for a loop. I just thought it was the most brilliant thing because it made it made me laugh, it made me cry, it scared me. It, it, it just kind of had everything. It made it made you just you felt every single possible human Im, emotion in that one film. And I thought I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm going to be a Disney animator. And then I realized I didn't no. know how to draw, and I was <laughs> terrible. So I was like, I guess I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and, um, and then by that point, I had seen enough live action films to know that you could do the same thing with real people. So I thought, well, I'll try to do that. And uh, my family and I went to a uh, went to Universal Studios. I think it was '95, and we saw this um, Al- Alfred Hitchcock. Attraction there, where it showed how oh, wow. he made all 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 of his movies, and I thought, okay, that is what I want to do right there. And from then on, it was it, it was I had a pretty narrow focus, I would say. And so I would get my friends together on the weekends, and we would make movies. Well, I mean, nice. movies would be in quote, quote quotation marks. They weren't really. Movies, they were <laughs> terrible, but you know, God, you God, learned somehow, you know, and uh, and then eventually I went off to film film school and graduated and thought, okay, I've got this degree, maybe I should try to make a movie. And the first one I made that I would claim is uh, is one called Blessed Are the Children, and um, that also okay. kind of uh, played with some sort of uh, religious extremism stuff too. So it's just, it's kind of, you know, cause I mean, I grew up in the deep South, so that stuff was pretty big there. So I, it's oh, always yeah. kind of been in my Tell mind. Tell Absolutely. <laughs> oh my Absolutely. God. I, I live in, I live in Florida. I had never planned on coming to Florida. You know, I, I grew up in mm-hmm. uh, Detroit, with school in Boston, mm-hmm. and then moved out to California, you know, uh, was living large yeah. out there. And I came to visit a friend here, you know, it's a story as old as time, folks. Uh, you know, I met a girl, and, and 10 years later, here we are. Um, you know, it, it happens. <laughs> it happens. But I will say this. No, I live in South Florida. I'm down in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, so it's not like North Florida, Florida's a weird state right. for those who don't know. The further north you go in the state, the more southern you get, um, <laughs> culturally. 
strange. Um, yeah, no southern accents in South Florida. You go past Orlando. Interesting. Boy, it's on the street side. Well, and no. I, I, I have to say the film does take a few, uh, a few shots at fl- fl- Florida in per- particular. Um, you know, there's so much uh, legislation going on there right now that's just ridiculous, and uh, so we we Absolutely. we felt like we had to you know take a few shots. But you know, there's there's also Texas, which has had a, just a bunch of crazy stuff going on there, and I mean it's just unbelievable that it, it's like some some you know hundreds of years, and I'm like, oh. why are we going backwards? Let's move move on, you know. Ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, you know what's very weird about the whole thing is a lot of these uh, political figures and whatnot, um, you, you know, they they're they're into the first, first thing they're going to bitch about. The first thing they're going to complain about, uh, you know, is the uh, Muslim people in the Middle East or Islamic people. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, oh, da, 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 da. I'm like, well, your guys' playbook is the same thing. That's what you want, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. it, it's just oh, it it drives me crazy. I just I I every time I turn on the news, I'm just like, what is happening to the world? I just don't understand. Everyone's so angry I, and mean, I and I'm just like, oh, what is wrong with humanity? <laughs> exactly. Oh. And you know, this is I, I you know I, I tell my friends this all the time. I'm like, you know. This is why the UFOs don't stop. They they speed by Earth and lock the doors, man. They, you know. <laughs> it's like, we don't need to land. We're That's good. What? No. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> we have oh, seen enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I firmly believe that. Uh, oh, my God. I would not be yeah, shocked. Uh, if, if I were them, I oh. would be like, maybe we shouldn't touch, touch down just yet. This This doesn't seem like a good plan. Yeah, let's let's see if these guys. We need to leave them on the stove a little longer. They are not. They need to work out their shit. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh! And it's it's just crazy, you know. If we can, you know, I mean, it it is it is. I don't want to turn into a big political. I mean, it is amazing to me. I just had my last guest on the show. Um, wasn't yesterday. We had a technical issue, folks. Uh, yesterday with the. Uh, it wasn't our fault. But anyway, the, the day before, I had the uh, one of the top diplomats from the uh, the um, uh, the embassy in Ukraine on. He he also mm-hmm. writes fantasy books. Who would have known? You know, it's amazing. Wow. But and we spent an hour chatting and talking, and, and we talked. You know, half of that was about uh, Finnish uh, folklore, uh, which is fantasy books are set in. And the other half, we're talking about you know Putin and the war in Ukraine. It was amazing to talk to somebody who had who was there, you know, right. <laughs> looked out the window and saw yeah. tanks rolling down. Uh, you know, I mean, it is God. it's a weird world. I, I just don't, you know, it, we just went through a pandemic, man. Give us a break. All of a sudden, now we have to deal with I this. I know it's. Oh my God! It's an awful lot all at once. I'm like, can we just have maybe a year or two where everything's just nice again, just pleasant? And I'm not saying it was right. ever perfect. It never will be. But 
I, I do seem to remember there were a few times in my life where it seemed like it was a little less conflict than it is now, and I'm like, can you get back to that, please? <laughs> you know, like, exactly. a little stressful. Well, I imagine it's easier, it, especially, you know, I'm, I'm not in the movie business. I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures of people and stuff, and I've been doing that for, you know, professionally 20 years, and I've been doing that a long right. time. And, I, you know, but I'm at a point in my life where I can make – a living pretty much no matter what's going on in the world. I, I've, I've got enough collectors and people that like my work and that I know even if things are crazy, things, you know, the pandemic didn't really slow me down or affect me. Now your business mm-hmm. on the other hand, you're making movies all of a sudden, you know, they're like, hey, well, if you can do that with two people the standing 15 feet apart, <laughs> uh, work out there, Chris, yeah. uh, you know, um, and guess what? Uh, it, it's going to be direct to video because theaters are all closed. And, um, you know, all oh, your investors that wanted to see this on a big screen, you get to tell them that bit, fun bit of news. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. geez, can we throw any more? Well, oh, oh, that's over now? Okay, here's a war. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's got to it be. It seems like everything is kind of straight to streaming nowadays and these are these are movies that have That's like true. multi-million dollar budgets and big name casts and and i mean really the only thing that plays are you know the the big sort of um marvel d d d c movies for the most part um ev- mm-hmm. everything else is kind of sh- sort of thrown 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 out because those films always make money no matter what, whereas everything else, right. sometimes it makes money, sometimes it doesn't. So it's more of a risk, whereas these movies, for some reason, they have never bombed. I, I don't know why. They've just never bombed because some have been better than <laughs> others, but no matter what the quality is, they always do incredibly well. And I, I think it also has something to do with um, trying to see sell these things o- overseas because they translate mm. so well to every other country because they don't depend on, you know, very nuanced character stuff or dialogue. It's mostly the visuals, and visuals tend right. to translate v- very well. Um, but, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. It, it, it really, the, the sort of pandemic mode of making movies it didn't change much for me because i always have a very small crew so it it really mm. didn't feel much different um so i was kind of gr- grateful for the fact that i kind of conditioned myself to only work with a very small cast and crew um and then all also the film i made before before this came out right before the pandemic so I had some 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 time to actually write this film and kind of ah. finesse the script a bit. So it was actually not bad. Um, I, I I was very creative <laughs> during go. the uh, the brunt of the the pan. Some time on my hands now. Cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages.
listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the book 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. Well, people were asking me, like, when they, everything closed down, they were like, you know, are you doing okay, Jane? And I'm like, yeah, man, this is like a Tuesday. I work from home, you know? Are you kidding me? <laughs> exactly. I've been for this for 20 years, you know? This yeah. is nothing. The thing that was crazy and weird is, my lovely wife, who I love with all my heart, um, does not work from home. <laughs> she mm-hmm. runs a, a big makeup store, you know, at the mall. And um, right. suddenly she was home 24. And the thing is, normally when she has a couple days off a week, you know, she works retail, so it's never the same. Uh, but when, I, when she has a day off, I know that I'm not going to get a lot done that day because right. we're right. going to go to the grocery store. We're going to do this or that or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Uh, so I kind of know how to plan it. When she was here 24-7, <laughs> like, we had to have a conversation. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, 
when the door to the studio, you know, I felt like Jack Torrance. I mean, I was a little nicer in The Shining, you know. If I'm in here typing, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, I'm working. Don't bring me any sandwiches. Oh, I um, can totally relate you know. to that. Yeah. It, because, like, yeah, you, you know, when you when you mostly work from, from, from home, you start to develop your own schedule schedule and stuff and when something throws you off of that you're like oh my god well i guess i'm not going to be productive today great you know and you just kind of because it's it's you just kind of plan for certain people to be there at this time and and if they're at the house when they're not supposed to be you're like oh my god this is just just thrown off my entire day what am i going to do i was supposed to write today and now i've got to you know like like you like you 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 said go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. and stuff and and it's just it just throws you for a loop. No, absolutely, absolutely. It's 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 you know just one of them things. I tell you another weird thing, and I don't have this problem anymore. When I first started, um, you know, having a uh, working from home, I used to rent a place, and you know, so like and I would go. I had had a studio, and I, I would leave the house, you know, shave or whatever, and mm-hmm. leave the house and go to work, you know, like a normal person, like a civilian. And, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I always kind of said, well, I get more done if I do, cause I have a start of my day and you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. And th- then, you know, really, um, after that, I, I started working at home and I'm, and your neighbors and friends, um, they're like, oh, he's at home. He's available for coffee anytime. Let's go BS with him. A little. <laughs> he's not doing anything. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Yeah. They don't understand. Especially here in Florida, all my neighbors are retired. You know, I'm the youngest guy on the block, pretty much. And, uh, well, Mm -hmm. no, that's not true anymore. We have people move in. But uh, I'm one of them, uh, the the younger people. And, you know, they they don't have a schedule. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) A Wednesday to them is like a Saturday, you know. Of course, yeah. But it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, I wanted to ask you, you know, you have two movies based in this, you know, religious extremists, and, and you had mentioned growing up, um, you probably knew people. I mean, there are places like this. I know they've been trying to, uh, I don't know how effective that is. I'm sure they still exist, you know, these, these retreats and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Scary stuff, man. Even the trailer. Oh, yeah. I've been playing the trailer on social media, and I had somebody, they're like, why is that girl tied up and get? I'm like, well, <laughs> you got to watch the movie, man. Like, what kind of style guy? It's not going to spoil it for you. Um, Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I mean, did you have things to draw upon when writing this, you know? Um, There's, there's a few people that that I've encountered in my life that, that are um, a little similar to some of the characters in the film. Um, I've, Mm. I've never met, someone that I know of who would kill for this, but you know, I don't know. Maybe they've, they've, they've got some actual skeletons in their claw closet somewhere. I don't know. But I've, I've definitely, possible. yeah, it's, oh, it's, man. it's really scary though. It's, it's terrifying because these places do still ex- exist. And there's some people that are trying to crack down on them a bit, but the, the way these kind of cults, operate is is very sneaky it's very very sneaky Mm. um because they don't have to go through a lot of the proper 
authorities or training, so they really can do whatever they want, and it's very scary. And and I watched um, clips and the documentaries and read articles about what these places are like, and honestly, a lot of that stuff is in the film. I mean, just the fact that they would stick kids in the dark, tie them up, not let them eat or drink, abuse them both physically and mentally. I mean, this stuff still happens. It's probably happening right now somewhere. It's horrifying. Absolutely. I I was watching watching the news last night, and there's a couple in Jupiter. Mm -hmm. You know, Jupiter, Florida, that's where Burt Reynolds used to hang out when he was alive. Um, yeah, you know, and they're right. on trial. They were keep putting, keeping their fourteen-year-old boy in a in a box for you know yeah. twelve hours a day or something in the hot garage. Unbelievable! And I'm like, God, you know, it's just I see stuff like this and your film, you know, and you think one of the things, you know, maybe my awareness is heightened because. I watched your film, and then I see this news article, and I'm like, my first thought is, it's a good thing I'm not in charge because, you know, these these people need to be shot out of a cannon into a wall. You know what is wrong with people? (laughs) You know, and I know that's not the answer. I'm going to get emails saying that. But (laughs) oh my gosh, it's it's true. It's true. People, you know, I I just don't know how they rationalize this. And the thing that fascinates me the most is the hypocrisy of a lot of these people that will, you know, say stuff like, oh, I love the Bible, I love Jesus, and this and that. And yet they'll basically say that everyone's going to go to hell except for them, and they never admit to to their own and it's just – it's really unbelievable that they think they're so much better than everybody else and that they're so holier than thou, and yet they're like molesting kids or abusing their their right. kids or you know, so trying true. to do all these horrible things. And you just think, well, why are you saying that you're so on the up and up when you're doing all these ter- ter- terrible things that are far worse – than what you're criticizing others for. It, it drives me nuts. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's, and it's, if you watch the news, I mean, the reality is, and, you know, I, I don't care if I get emails or not, the, the reality is, you know, when I see something on the news and they're like, oh, well, this guy had, you know, uh, all this child porn on his computer and, you know, hundreds of thousands of pictures or whatever it is, you know, or, this guy was caught in a hotel room with a 15-year-old kid or something. It's never the guy who owns a record store that's out here peddling rock and roll or whatever. It's always the no, youth minister. Of, you, know, it's, you know. Yeah, what is that that's about? The reality. I think that's I so mean, weird. Yeah, it's I the agree. strangest thing. I've I noticed agree. that, too. So weird. Like, well, this guy in his free time, oh. you know, he sold cigarettes to Kit. No, it's never that guy. It's never that guy. No, it's you know? never him. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's never it's like guy that your friendly like neighborhood pot man, you know? It's, it's like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. That's it. Oh. 
Good Lord. And you can't make a horror movie about that guy because that would be a boring movie. You know what I mean? There's no conflict yeah. there or whatnot. Exactly. Your movie, I'm telling you, Children of Sin. And hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I, I am, mm-hmm. I like a good horror movie. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I am not. I have friends that go to the church of horror. You know, they're horrible right. to watch a movie with because they're. They're like, oh, that guy's spleen didn't blow. I'm like, how the hell do you know what a spleen looks like, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't draw a spleen. I have no idea, you know, what a yeah. spleen looks like. I don't but know. They're like, into it. They were like, yeah, you know, they're, they're super – some of these horror people are just really – I mean, you know, they're almost like Star oh, Wars yeah. fans. I don't know if they're that bad, but they're they're into it, man. Oh, and there's there are definitely you know, a handful can, that I would say are. Do you, do you know when you're making a horror movie and you're good at this? You know, this is a good horror movie. And you, you know, like you admitted, you don't have a lot of money. You know, not working with a bunch of money, but it didn't look like it. I didn't watch this and say, oh, this was shot in somebody's garage, you know. Um, it looked like a good movie, you know, or like it was well done. I, I shouldn't say it looked like a good It looked like a well done and maybe it's just you got a bunch of fancy cameras in a van or something. I don't know, you know, but it looked really well done. Um, and the story was great. And the acting was great. Um, everybody was, this is, I really enjoyed this. Um, but do you think Thank about you. that? You're like, okay, well, we we got to make this spleen look realistic here because there's a bunch oh, of horror creeps well, on the internet and they're going to leave know, bad reviews. This is them. my, this is, is this my, yeah, I think this is my fourth horror film. And I'm used to some of the critiques that I'm sure I'll get with this one too. Um, they're mm. they're usually from what I would ref, ref, refer to as the horror bros, which are basically mm. a group of horror fans who only watch it for the gore. And I got gotcha. you. I don't really understand that. Um, and so be, be, yeah, because my my my, my films. I, yeah, it's 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 it just it seems a little immature to me because when I watch a horror a horror film, I'm not. I mean, I think a lot of them think that if a if a film has good enough gore, it's a classic, and I don't understand right. that because I like a good story and characters. Because if I don't like the characters, I'm not going to care if they're put in jeopardy. But this particular group, um, because my 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 films have some gore, they're they're not that gory, I I guess. But um, I don't have a lot of big special effects, and so they don't like that. They're like, I wish you had more decapitations and eyes being ripped out and stuff. And I'm like, if I had the money, maybe I'd throw some of that in there, but I don't. So I have to find a, a a way to tell a story that doesn't rely on that as much, and some people don't like that. They just want the the decapitations and stuff. So, you know, I I just ha, 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 have to kind of learn how to tune them out and say, well, it wasn't really made for them. So of course they're not going to like it. You know? <laughs> Well, you know, and I, I get the point, what, what you're saying and where they're co- – to an extent, I understand where they're coming from. I watch a movie like right. uh, the first, what, first 15 minutes of Saving Private Ryan, um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, if it didn't have that guy picking his severed arm up and trying to put it back on his oh. arm, you know, all that kind of stuff, yeah. that would be a boring intro. If it was just, right. oh, they're yeah. taking the beach, okay, yeah, you know, that that would... Exactly. The, the gore definitely made that film almost unwatchable to some people I know. You know what I mean? They're like, holy I moly, agree, this yeah. Is... And I'm like, yeah, it really Brutal. happened. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> terrible part. Yeah. But then again, absolutely. Then I watch a film like yours, and I know this isn't a word, folks, um, but Hitchcockian comes to mind. It reminds me of the classic, you know, Alfred kind of knew what he was doing, you know? And I think probably for similar reasons. Yeah. I didn't have a big budget. And he said, hey, mm-hmm. man, your mind is way better special effects. <laughs> Than we can do here. I think you so know too. What I, mean? um, I really be- be- believe that. I mean, if you watch the shower s- scene from Psycho, I mean, you don't see anything, and yet it is still one of the scariest, most brutal, oh. disturbing scenes of all time. And you think, how did he do that with basically nothing? You know, you don't see anything, and that's just pure art. I mean, oh, that absolutely. is just it's the way it's cut, the way it's acted. The music, the sound effects, it just plays. He just uses every possible tool that he he has to make it work without being graphic. And I, I have nothing against gore. It's just, you know, I don't always want to make a, move, a movie that's all about gore because I've seen some of those movies, and so some of them are very entertaining, and some are absolute crap. And so I, I just right. I feel like it's be, it's be, better to have a good story and good characters and actual stakes, yeah. you know, because I mean it, it it seems like every every week there's another indie film that costs you know thirteen bucks that has a guy in a in in the woods stalking some kids <laughs> and all it re, really has are a few decent kills and that's all that. All, all that 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 it it right. has. So who's going to rewatch that? You know, I I I don't really see the point. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. 
Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, my Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. You know, one of the things, the, the crazy things about Psycho, when I watch Hitchcock's Psycho, you know, the, the whole first act is her, you know, stealing the money and every, and you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. she's stealing the money. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And then one of the great, well, first off, when she's having dinner with uh, Norman, you know, and that whole mm-hmm. uh, a boy's best friend is his mother, my creep factor when I'm like, oh, gosh. That has <laughs> Absolutely. The ice box, it's, you know, oh, man. But then the second one is, you know, the, the deed is done. Uh, the killer uh, has the shower scene, and he's cleaning up afterwards. And then he mm-hmm. takes the money and puts it in the trunk. The, unbeknownst, doesn't even know it's the, and you're like, yeah. He doesn't keep the money. He doesn't find out. Alfred exactly. Threw away the first act. Oh my God! You know the entire um, first act of that of that film is just it's a masterclass because you think it's going to go in one direction, and you know, and then like once she meets Nor Nor Norman, you kind of think is this going to be like some sort of a love triangle between him and her. Right. Her boy, boyfriend, like which one will, will she pick, you know? 
and then she just goes to take a shower, and and then she's gone. And you're like, what the hell? I mean, like no film would have gone. the guts to do that now. Unbelievable. No. No. It's crazy. It's, it's, uh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It is uh, – yeah, all of that. You know, there's so much – he is just a master of tension. But your film was very similar to that in – I don't want people to think, no, it, it, it isn't, you know um, – it's similar in that you, you get invested in these characters. You know, I, I cared about these characters, you know? Um, oh, God. Uh, Emma, you know, poor Emma, you know? I'm like, geez. Oh, I, God. She's I've known worse, yeah. Emma. I've known that character, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, growing up, I even knew some, some kids that had, you know, that come from uh, religious, you know, they'd go to their Pentecostal uh, church and whatnot once a week and, you know, when those guys mm-hmm. went to church, it wasn't like my other friends who went to church. Yeah, we got to go to church. You know, got to. I'll, I'll be done in an hour and a half. We can play Dungeons and Dragons. You know, right. I had those friends. Yeah. And then I had the Pentecost. Well, I'll see you in two days. We're going to church. You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. like, geez, Louise. Um, I know. You know. Uh, and I, you felt bad for those kids, you know. Um, absolutely, you know, and because you kind of think, do they want to do this, or are they, are they being forced into it? You know, it's really oh, sad. It's crazy. it's crazy. It's crazy. And but you captured it so well. Now you filmed this. Um, let me ask you this: No, are you still? Are you, this was filmed in Jackson, Mississippi, right? That area. Um, right. Yeah. From what I understand. Is that your neck of the woods? Is that where you're kind of based out of, or are you out out west in it LA is. and all that? Yeah, I that. am. I I kind of call it uh, my my home base. Uh, I was born and raised there. I went off to North Carolina for school, but I came I came mm. back here, and uh, and I I find it's easier to make a film here because. People still find it kind of charming that you're making a movie, whereas if you're in New York or L.A., they're like, oh, you're going to make a movie? You want to use my house? That will cost you $5 million. Right. You're like, what the hell? I get like, my God. But here, they're they're just like, oh, that sounds fun. Do you want me to bake you some cookies while you all film too? And you're like, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. So, it's just a nicer way to make a movie. So oh, I kind of like it. I, I have a friend of mine, Miles uh, uh, Delaric, and he um, he films a lot oh, yeah. in uh, Mississippi. Now he's based mm-hmm. on New Orleans. He's a teaches film there at uh, I think Tulane or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. he's based. He grew up your neck of the woods, and he was telling me that he goes, man, he goes, they they got great tax credits, and he goes, it's just oh, very God, yeah. smart to film in Mississippi. Um, as compared to other places. Yeah, I mean, I think and, uh, he's made his last few movies are around around here. Yeah, and and uh, it it, oh, it, yeah. it 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 is just a, it it's a surprisingly nice place to shoot. Unless it's in the in the in the summer, you don't want to shoot in the mm. summer here. It is horrible. <laughs> it's which I'm sure you 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 know in in Florida. It's it's just as oh. terrible, if not worse. It's just that sticky, humid heat. It's oh god, it's awful. It's terrible. It is so it's true. The worst. And I'm a chunky guy, man. Oh. And it is, it's, you know, it's, 
but you know, it's, it's like bad. I tell my friends who uh, up in Michigan and stuff where I grew up. They're like, you know, God, mm-hmm. how can you stand? It? I said it's the same thing as Michigan. I said, but Michigan, you don't leave the house in the winter because you know it's, it's minus twenty <laughs> degrees out or whatever. Um, yeah. In Florida, you know, and I'm granted where we're at, we're on the coast, so it's not that bad. You know, we get ocean breezes and all that. But you go five miles. Mm-hmm. If we go in in the state five miles, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, and you just stay in the air conditioning, you know. Um, I've been in Las Vegas for a while. I try too, not to leave. The same way out there. Yeah, you just stay inside, man. You just stay inside. The thing about Vegas is terrible. It. Is it's so hot, but there's no humidity, and so you're like, oh man, it's yes. so hot. I'm dying here. And then you look at, like, you'll pass oh. a bank and you'll see what the temperature is or something. It's like 118 degrees. You're like, oh my so god, how's that possible? Is that bird panting? <laughs> yeah, you know, we're cooking. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Not good. I, it's horrible. It's like I I feel like a cookie in the oven. You know, it's it's just like flip me now. It's I'm telling you. In the south, though, the worst. I have learned you keep those air conditioner filters changed. <laughs> you know, oh, you yeah. do whatever you can to make sure that air conditioner is working right. It is. Uh, oh man. Oh, it had it, it had bad. It better. Bad. My my car doesn't have any AC right now at the moment, and it's just starting Ooh. to get kind of somewhat warmer, and I'm like, oh, dear God, I better get this fixed ASAP, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get really bad soon. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. And then people who don't know, people from other places are like, oh, just roll the window down. They're like, great. Then I'm blasting the hot. It's like God <laughs> is holding a hairdryer on me. That's, I don't want that. Exactly. <laughs> no. It's actually worse. Oh. <laughs> oh, the South. Oh, that's funny. So comfortable now, here. We talked a little bit about. Oh. Um, I mentioned uh, Meredith Moeller uh, plays Emma. Everybody, Joe, Joanne Robinson in this playing Mary Esther. Uh, everybody in mm-hmm. this was fantastic. Did were these all people you knew, or did you, you did you have fancy meetings and casting agencies and and you know people were sending you that, their reels um, and all that? How did you get all these people? I wrote the part of Emma for Meredith. So she was, I think she, she was the first one that signed, that signed on. Cause I had worked with her in two films before, bef- before this. And nice. I think I had Kenny who plays Tammy, the mom. Um, I had her on mm. too. And I had also uh, gotten an actor to play the part of Robbie, the stepfather um, at at mm. first, and then he actually broke his leg right before we were going to shoot. So we we had we had to recast the part in like a terrifying. I was like, oh my god, how are we going to do this? <laughs> but then we got G- G- Jeff, who was absolutely fantastic. So it was kind of, I feel like it was sort of meant to be in its own weird right. way. Um, but then everybody else, I knew of. G- Joanne's work um, and she actually contacted me and said um, this part here it, it it looks like it could be somewhere in in my range and she wanted to audition and her audition is basically exactly how she played the scene in the film so I was like okay wow. this is perfect she is on board I am so excited and then ev- everybody else for the most part uh, all came from auditions um, and I didn't know, nice. I don't think many other people 
um, that are in, in, in the film. And it was just exciting because everybody just got the tone of the film and they were excited to be there. And it was so much fun. It was just a really fun cast. We all just had such, such, such a good time. Now that's got to, you know, be great because, you know, isn't that like a big part of the directing is, is people are getting what you are envisioning, you know, they, they get what you're, right. where you're going. Um, yeah, you're not going to have to do that Stanley Kubrick. What was it? 127 takes. <laughs> oh God, no! You know, I would kill myself. I, I would never do that to anyone. <laughs> no. That sounds awful. Oh, and, uh, oh man! I, oh, so what an effective. Like, movie, I have I, mean, I have worked on um, on film films bo- bo- before where the dir- dir- directors like. Okay, we're gonna do take forty-eight of this close-up of a hand turning a doorknob, and I'm like, what was wrong with the first few takes? I don't understand this. Why are we getting so many takes of a close-up of a hand on a doorknob? Move on. It drives me crazy. I don't work like like that. It would drive me nuts. Oh, it's crazy. I used to be real good friends with this guy in um, Los Angeles, and his, you know, he was in the film business. Um, but all he did was he didn't film like any actors. I don't, there's gotta be a name for this that I just don't know, but his whole business was he would film like garage doors opening or cars going out of a parking lot or something. You know what I mean? It was oh, all like stuff that, that people would buy filmmakers, yeah, filler stuff, you know, like, okay, oh, well, we like this, a, you know, and, um, stock, stock footage, right? Yeah. Stock footage. Yeah. And that's, and this guy, okay, you know, okay. like, oh, well, that sounds, that's not glamorous at all. And I said, yeah, but he had a real nice infinity pool. <laughs> you know? And, hey, uh, that's got to be worth something. I mean, yeah, I'll take I, it. Know, do it. I don't have those things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. Usually the person, compl- you know, making fun of him was living in their one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> Yeah, well, of course. That their girlfriend pays you know, the rent I mean, on. <laughs> it's a living, yeah. you know. I mean, I, I, I respect that because I mean, it's just, some of those companies have a ton of stuff to choose from. You know, like the the the, the most random things in the world, like a, cl- a cl- cl- close up of someone squeezing a. a orange or something you're like oh, who's gonna need right. that apparently someone i don't know who but but good for them <laughs> and they paid they wrote a check for it yeah they, yeah it's part of their budget a win-win uh, it's crazy i love it <laughs> one of the great things when i first um before i even started doing the podcast we've been doing this a long time now this is episode i don't know 1200 or something um and something whoa um, con- congrats that's amazing Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I the thing is, it's not, I mean, it is a big account. I shouldn't make light of it. But the thing is, is I, you know, when I first started doing this, um, I thought I was going to do like, I don't know, 20 episodes and then find something else to do. And uh, and here we are. <laughs> you know, years wow. later. But these, I got a huge accomplishment. Indie set. Um, well, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, I had a friend of mine that was making a movie in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, I have, mm-hmm. was going to be in town, and she said, hey, you got to go to the set. This, and I'm like, of course, man, that's awesome, you know. 
And I thought rolling into it, again, no background in film whatsoever. I thought it was going to be like the back lot at um, MGM or something, you know, the guys would be carrying scenery around and people riding around in golf Mm -hmm. carts. And, you know, it was directors had big megaphone, you know, the whole thing. And (laughs) actors, actresses and trailers. So, you know, I thought, you know, Mm -hmm. I was looking forward to craft services. Craft services was little Caesar's pizza. Uh, at this particular yep. <laughs> film That's you know, pretty much that. what they do on the indie movies. It's like, hope y'all like pizza. Yeah. That's all you're going to have. Right. For the fifth day. Um, yeah, it's uh, exactly. it crazy. But the amazing thing, at the same time that this was happening, um, par- the paranormal activity had hit. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. the... You know, it's like the Reservoir Dogs or something. It, that's the one that I think a lot of my indie uh, indie film friends are like, you know, we can make the paranormal activity. You just never know. Right. You know, we could, Absolutely. We could get that infinity pool. Um, maybe that's <laughs> what they, you know, they say in the pitches. I don't know, you know. But um, Probably. You know, but I was, I was on the set and I'm like, you can almost feel the magic. You know, you're like. This, the magic of possibility, you know, I, I thought that was very yeah. cool. And, and it was palpable. Now, when you're doing, now you've done a few of these movies. So, you know, you're an old hat at this point. Um, you know, you know what you're Pretty doing. Much, yeah. Do you still get that? You know, you, you, you show up, you've written something, you've got all the people, all the players, all the pieces are there for the most part. Um, you've heard the cat mm-hmm. as best you can. And, uh, do you, I mean, maybe the little clacker thing, you know, okay, action. Um, do you still get, I mean, do, do you feel that tingle, you know, that excitement that, hey, this could be the one, you know, this is, we're going to try real hard to make it the one, you know. Does that still Oh, God, happen? yeah. Every time. Cool. Every time. And there are there are some scenes that when you watch them on set, you're you're just like, I cannot wait to start to cut this together. Because that per, 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 perform, performance was so great. I can't wait for everybody to see this. You get so excited. But then again, on every film, there's some days that are really exciting and some days where you're just like struggling and you're like, oh, my God, all these <laughs> scenes are so dull today. It's just people on couches or you know at tables just talking. And those aren't always the most exciting to shoot, but they're, they're, they can be comp, 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 comfy in their own weird way. Um, but yeah, I, I think when you get the right script with the right cast at the right locations, you just kind of – you can tell when it's going right, but you can also tell when it's going wrong, and then you have to try to fix it if you can. And in the past, I've made the mistake of um, – trying to fix stuff on the set or in post-production mm. that should have really been fixed when I was working on the script. And if you have a problem mm. like that, um, you can't really fix it in post. It's just, you, you, you just can't. And so um, these days I really try to make, make sure that the script is as good as it can be before we're on the set. Because if you do that also, the, actors don't have quite as many questions because they know exactly oh, what okay. their characters are supposed to be thinking and feeling whereas if it, if you have a scene that's kind of kind of strange people come up and say why is my character 
doing this? Why are they staying behind when I feel like they should do this and go with this person? And and w- 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 when I was y- younger, I would just be like, well, because um, it, it, uh, if you go into the light there, it's going to look cool. And they'd be like, what? That doesn't make sense. I'm like, well, you'll just, you'll just ha- ha- have to see it on screen, and you'll totally get it. And the truth is they were right. There was a problem. It didn't make sense. It didn't matter if it was a cool shot or it, it if it looked good. You have to listen to the mm. actors because they will let you know if it doesn't make sense. And uh, so, yeah, I've, 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 I have gotten a little bit better about that. But when everyone's on the same team and it's all flowing, there is nothing better on this earth. It's so exciting. That's awesome. That is so cool. You know, and it, it probably explains a little bit. Um, you know, I, I've had this conversation at, at dinner parties or whatnot, you know, and, and about music and musicians. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. why are the Rolling Stones still on tour? You know, Mick Jagger has a lot of money. He doesn't need it. You're right. He doesn't. Right. Um, and, you know, why, why do all these famous people do a lot of drugs and whatnot? Because they're trying to capture that feeling, you know, that, that, that uh, mm-hmm. that magic, you know, and, and yeah, none of the drugs are the same as performing on stage, you know, and, and none no. of the drugs are the same in that particular case. When an artist or creative person, um, whatever they do, you know, they might be a baker when they, when they bake that perfect brownie. Yeah. There's a feeling they get, you know, and a filmmaker mm-hmm. like yourself when that when it comes together, there's that feel, and you can't replace that. Because this is what you're no. supposed to be doing, you know, and um, it's it's it's, it's, magic. it's exciting. Cool. Yeah, it's it's. And it's, I think it um, translates into the work. I think you felt this way. I film. I think it I'm does watching too. This film, and I knew it. You know, I was like, yeah, they they liked doing this. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, we, we all had such a good time, and I I do think you can feel that. There's nothing worse than. When you're watching something and you're just like, I think everyone here is just here for the paycheck. And that happens with so many big movies now where you're just like, I don't think they want to be here. And you go, why bother? You know, like, why make this movie when no one has their heart in it? It's just, it's depressing. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Last question, because. You know, it's so funny. We, we start these shows, folks, uh, and people have no idea because we, we always we always talk to the guests a little bit before we come on, uh, off mic, as they say in the business. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll do 30 minutes. Or what? Here it's been an hour, you know, because you're fascinating to talk to, Christopher. Uh, you know, really enjoy Well, thank you. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, the, uh, the setting, the location is uh, the Abram House, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the creepiest sign I've ever seen in my life with that little kid reading a book? <laughs> It's probably the Bible or something. Oh my gosh! I don't know who came up with that, but very creepy. Um, if my car had a flat tire, I wouldn't go ask to use their phone there. You know, it just wouldn't happen. Um, I wouldn't either. I'd go to the next place. <laughs> Didn't we pass a castle a while back? Uh, no. Um, was the Abram House an actual place, or did you have to make? Did you guys make that sign? Did you create that? that place where you drive it around and went, that's it. We need to film there. How did that come It was actually a, um, it was an Airbnb. And I was, uh, a a, a friend of mine said, you know, why don't you use Airbnbs for your 
locations. And I thought, yeah, that's not a bad idea. And as I was writing this, I was like, we're going to need a very specific location that has a lot of rooms, a lot of space, and preferably be sort of isolated. And so I started to look through the ones that were within 20, 30 miles of of Mm. where I was. And I found this this one, and it was on a lake, and I was like, oh, my God. And then I started to look through all the pictures, and I was like, this is so perfect. Oh, my God. So I started to write the script for the location specifically, which really helped a lot. And um, thankfully, they were free for about a week, and so uh, I got to go in there and – and it, although um, I didn't act, actually see the full location until the first day that we shot, I just had pictures. So a few scenes mm. had to be kind of uh, played with a bit to make them work. Like for ex- example, they didn't have any pictures of the bathrooms on the on the website, so I didn't know what those were going to l- look like. And there's a few scenes that take place in uh, in the bath bathrooms in the film, and I was like, I really hope they have enough space or else that's going to be a disaster. But thankfully, they, they did, and, they, and, they, and they, just, they just looked great. So everything worked out perfectly. I was just thrilled. Nice, nice. Now, do you, you have to let the people know, right? Hey, we're, we're renting this place, or uh, was it just like, yeah, you know, we're renting the place <laughs> for a week. Yeah, no I mean, I, I, I told them I was like, yeah, we're a film crew. We're going to make a movie. And they were like, okay, cool. But see, once again, it's Mississippi, so people are still charmed. They're like, oh, a film, that, that's not going right, to be that big of a deal. And, I mean, in all fairness, we don't, we, we don't have a, a lot of uh, heavy equipment. It, it was a pretty bare-bones kind of a set, so it wasn't like we were dragging a bunch of you know crazy – lights and stuff through the house and stuff but mm. um it it i did just want them to know just in case because i just thought it was right, right. <laughs> and they're probably they're probably the big concern well it's not porn is it no okay yeah well, I, see that's what always made me ner- <laughs> nervous was like they're gonna think we're doing porn here and i was like i don't want that <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that's just a whole other thing. And then, you know, non-union form. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't even know. There's, exactly. there's probably a union. Form. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there was nothing on the website that that said we couldn't. So I'm assuming it was fine, if, if, even if we had wanted to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. That's funny. That is cool, man. Well, there you go. There you go. Um well, you know, it's a fantastic film. It drops, uh, what, next week, right? Um, yeah, next Friday. When's the 22nd? Yeah, next Friday. Yeah. Awesome. Friday. And we were talking a little bit, you know, it's going to be on Amazon Prime, and which everybody, I, you know, I, I don't think anybody that listens to our show doesn't have Amazon. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't have Amazon Prime, you know. Um, At this point, yeah. Yeah, you know. It's like somebody. It's like finding somebody that now that doesn't know how streaming works. Well, how does that Roku work? Uh, no, after the pandemic, we all, everybody, everybody's grandmother knows how yeah, streaming works now. Yeah, I think um, everyone had to ad- 
adapt in the last few years. So I think most people know now. I'm, I'm sure there's still a few that don't know, but they're probably pretty rare now. Oh, it's it's. I'm telling you, Amazon, brilliant idea. I wish I would have thought. I remember when Amazon just sold books, you know. I remember when Netflix yeah. just, you had to get it in the mail. They'd send you the DVD yeah. in the mail. It was like that for, I don't know, 10 years, and then they were like, hey, this is a streaming thing. Let's try that, and it just took off. It's one of those things I wish I would have thought of, you know? (laughs) I know it. Me too. Way differently. Um, Oh, my God. But, you know, the the cool thing with Amazon is people can watch it, and I would suggest – Again, folks, I'm an old man, and I know, you know, I complain. My wife gets sick of me complaining about this. I'm like, how do you listen to music on your phone? It's terrible. I feel the same way with watching a movie. Don't watch a movie on your phone. I get it. Get the, you can get oh, a, I hate the it. cast app. you got to watch it on a screen, man. You have to. I think so, um, too. Yeah, you know. I it's, can't stand it all. Like, I mean, I can watch a trailer on my phone, but that's about it. And then I'm like, I need to see it on a big Yeah, screen. or a TikTok or something. But no, we need to see yeah. something. Even then, I like watching them reels on the big TV. <laughs> but that's me, you know. Same. Like, I, I have surround sound for a reason. <laughs> and yeah, sounds way exactly. Better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand yeah, watch the I film. mean, you're, you're going to miss so much on a, on a phone. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and this is going to be dropping. I want everybody to watch it. Um, this is a good couples movie. You can definitely watch this uh, with your, uh, you know, if, if you're like, my wife is not a big horror fan. She is not. Um, you know what's weird? Until I pointed this out to my wife, my wife can watch true crime. You know, oh, that guy's had these women locked in the basement for thirty years. You know, oh, and she's all about it. You know, <laughs> oh, well, let's watch That's that. Right. You know. And I'm like, that's horror, sweetie. Are you kidding me? Um, Absolutely. You know? like, I, like, I oh, do really? find that funny. Yeah. I know a lot of people exactly like that. They love the true crime, but they can't watch Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. I, 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 I don't get it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. And she's that way, too, with movies in general. She's like, I don't know if I can sit for a movie. I'm like, oh, really? Well, I bet you can sit through 10 hours consecutively of Love Island, no problem. Well, it's yeah. different. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> you just, when the pandemic was happening, she watched, she was complaining about, I said, let's watch Lord of the Rings. And she goes, oh, they're so long, and you like those fancy directors, want to be extended. And I said, yes, yeah, they're good. And uh, she's like, it's so. I'm like, you just spent 16 hours watching the Tiger King. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Put something good on, on, baby. Come on. Jeez. Yeah, I do wonder what There's that's no about. Tigers in it, I, big elephants. I've kind of sort of, I'm sort of in the middle, I guess. Like there are sometimes when I I can watch multiple episodes of a show back to back, and that's fine. But I think. Can I watch a 90-minute movie? Is that t- too much of a time commitment? And I'm like, I just spent two hours watching four episodes of this show, but I'm concerned about a 90-minute movie? I'm like, who have I become? I don't get it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I spend 90 minutes just scrolling through Netflix looking for something to watch sometimes. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. Like, it's impossible to find I can't anything. Be the only one. 
No, it's awful. I'm telling you. I hate it. Oh, man. Well, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, that's cool. Well, you know, and it's going to be on uh, Amazon Prime, folks. You've got to watch it. I will be blasting it out Friday at, uh, you know, the direct link and everything, the Friday at, uh, because it's a Friday, man, and the world's good again. You know, invite your friends over, pop a bunch of popcorn, throw some M&Ms in that, watch this movie with them. Or, you know, you could all, they have those watch, I don't know how those work. I've never done that. Um, these watch parties, but you don't even have to go to somebody's house now. You can all watch Hell the same yeah. movie. <laughs> I've never done that either. Um, I'm fascinated, but I don't know how it works. Yeah, me neither. But uh, Amazon's on it, man. Amazon, any way they can make a buck, yeah. they're, you know. It's, it's true. It's like Disney, you know. Exactly. Turned, that's how I knew the pandemic was serious. We were at Disney World, and everybody's phones started going off. I don't use a phone, not for not because I'm cool or you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, I have a big reason not to use a phone. It's just I'm cheap. My wife has a phone, so why do I need one? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one okay, less bill yeah. I got to pay. And that's I'm a good smart point. enough to know that I I have a bad habit of setting stuff down and losing it and you know oh no five dollar phone i don't want to do that too often (laughs) you know that makes sense yeah so we're sitting there at dinner everybody's phone starts going off i'm like you know i'm a kid of the 80s i'm like oh man are the missiles flying what's happening you know this can't be good (laughs) and my wife's looking at her phone and she's like oh disney's closing the parks you know i'm like Disney's walking away from $35 hamburger sale. We got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, it really must be bad. Huh? serious. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Old Mickey doesn't turn down money. That's all I'm saying, you know. No. Um, <laughs> so true. That's the truth. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's how we knew. We knew. And then you were at home working uh-huh. away. Working away. Editing the, editing uh, the apparently thing. so. How yeah, cool I was, was just cranking out scripts. Well, I'm telling you, you filmmakers saved us during this pandemic. I don't know how they did it in 1917, man, but if we didn't have stuff to watch <laughs> during this lockdown, oh, I think man. the world would have been crazy. I know. Here. I mean, Lord, I can't you even know, imagine. Thank it. God. Oh, I, I know it. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, I have had so much fun. Um, you know, this has been a really good episode. I, I really really enjoyed myself. What a laugh. And it's a great film. I want everybody to see it. And you're fantastic. Real quick before I let you go, um, are the, I know we're promoing um, Children of Sin right now. Are the gears turning? And if you can talk about it for the next project. Or are we just focused oh, um, on this right now? Well, there are four or five ideas I'm cooking up at the moment. I'm not sure which one I'm going to do next because I can never tell because eventually, like, I kind of write a little bit with each one, and then eventually within about mm. a year or so, one of them tends to have a more completed a more completed outline first. And then I'm like, well, this seems like the one I should probably go with since there's more meat, you know. And um, – so mm. I'm not sure what it's it's gonna it's gonna be yet, but all of the ideas I really love, so they're gonna be fun, whichever one it is. So I kind of can't wait. I'm I'm excited. Nice, nice. 
Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to see more. I'm going to go back and actually, I think this weekend and um, watch some of your previous films and whatnot, just because I enjoyed this one so much. Um, I'm sure they're out oh, well, there. Now and, uh, watch at your own risk because they're uh, they're a little rough around the edge. Edge, as one could say, you know. I, I was still trying, trying, trying to learn. So they're not, they're not uh, always. I'm not going to say they're they're not the best. I mean, I'm I'm proud of them, but I, I, you know, I was a bit of a newbie, so they're a little. Nothing wrong with that. Some, Nothing some flaws. wrong with that. <laughs> you know, it's well, you have to. You have to believe me, man. Like I said, I I'm a painter for a living. If you go to my website. Um, you can see that uh, you're like, oh, man, that year. <laughs> you know, if you look at the past yeah. paintings and whatnot, you're like, what the hell was going on with him that year, you know? I know. Oh, yeah, it's just weird. I, mean, but night. I do think <laughs> you know? if you're getting better, that's a good sign. So I, I would much rather get better than get worse, you know, so I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's what I try to tell these people, you know, these, these young people or people doing whatever, you know, in my world, a lot of people, I come across a lot of people want to paint full time. You know, they're like, I want to do what you do. I'm like, yeah, me too. Um, but the thing <laughs> is, is the big thing that a lot of people, and I guess it's just our society that they just don't get, there's one person you should be in competition with. Everybody always thinks they have to win at everything. The person mm-hmm. you should be in competition with is you yesterday. You know, are you doing better yep. work today than you did yesterday? You know, that's the secret. Exactly. And uh, you don't have to paint better than other people or make better films than other people. Are you doing better than the ones you did yesterday? And uh, you'll be amazed I agree completely. how uh, well you can do with that attitude. You know, absolutely. It's hard absolutely. to beat sometimes. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've had those 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 days where you're like. Oh man, I was on. I'm changing film, man. I'm. They're going to be taught. They're going to be teaching. Old Miles is going to be teaching about this this scene and in his class at Tulane. There, you know. Um, and then the next day, you're like, oh man, I've had that. I would. I painted a painting, and I'm like, I'm changing art. You know, Picasso. Who? You know, this is what's going on. And then the next day, it's like, well, I don't know, man. Exactly. You know, it's weird. It's, yeah, Sometimes I'll have a painting like usually that, like one and then I show it to people. Scene, you know. Right, right. Well, I'll show this the painting, and nobody, everybody's like, "Have you thought about getting a day job there, Jamie? Uh, you might need it." <laughs> I'm like, "What are you talking about? This is perfect. This is my this is my Kubrick with Jack Nicholson on the stairs. You know, this is this is the scene. Um, not always. Maybe in my mind." Um, but it's weird. And then other times, the exact opposite. I'll have a a paint. I'm just like, yeah, oh, this, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> you know, this, right. this is a hundred dollars yeah. painting. You know, this, this, I, I'm yeah. glad the collector's happy with it. You know, I, I, this this ain't nothing. And uh, right. And that's the one everybody likes. <laughs> you know, that's the one. Isn't that like, always oh the God, case? Yeah. It's like some sometimes I feel like I. I should deliberately try to make the worst thing ever made, and that will be the one that will make me millions of of dollars. You know, that that will be you, the one. Twenty years ago, this is a very true story. I was, um, you know, we we sell we sell some paintings on eBay here and there. It's it's great because it gets us a lot of other business. People are like, oh, I like that painting. Um, let me email this guy and see if he can do this. 
that's 90% of my business, you know, not maybe not 90, oh, but nice. 80%. And, uh, and that's why we do it. People are like, why do you have stuff on eBay? I'm like, it, it makes me money. That's why. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, you know, the big secret. Uh, but about 20 years ago, I'd done this. I was working on this painting. I can't remember who it was. It was some movie star or something. And it was fighting me, and I got mad. And I just took some black paint and just did some slashes on on the canvas. And uh, mm-hmm. my uh, my girlfriend, well, my ex-wife at the time, looked at it. And she goes, "That's pretty cool. You should put that on eBay and see what happens." So I did. Thing sold for like two thousand dollars. Oh, jeez. Oh. See, look at that. What? That's too funny. Oh yeah, and that's at the time that was a lot of money to us. You know, it was uh, it was like oh, yeah, oh man, course. big time here. But uh, absolutely. <laughs> I told my friend God. that story one time. He goes, "Well, why didn't you just keep doing that?" <laughs> <laughs> no, not. Yeah, I can't. I'll never get Don't understand my process. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, so <laughs> sad. I've had so much fun. This has been awesome. I know I kept you a lot longer than I was supposed to, but, you know, you're fascinating. Oh, it's cool. I had so much fun. fun. Now, do you, I know since you're, you know, so religious yourself and uh, (laughs) making these films is so obvious, do you uh, you have big plans this weekend or is it going to just be a good dinner? Um. I, I'm actually – I think I'm going to have dinner with my family at some point. We decided mm. not to do an actual Easter thing because we we I didn't gotcha. get reservations any, anywhere anyway, so that would be impossible because, you know, Deep South, they like to eat at every restaurant on e- Easter, and you have to make your reservations like a year beforehand, so we didn't do that. Right, so, right. Uh, I don't know. We'll We'll, we'll see what happens. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, my uh, my in-laws, uh, my, my mother-in-law is Italian, so um, we will. Uh, it'll be a big. It'll be a big to-do on Sunday, and I'm not complaining. It's always oh, really nice. forgotten. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's one of those. That deals. You sit through the grace and <laughs> bow your head and then chow down. You know that's, that's exactly. It's worth it for the food. <laughs> Back, I have no, you know, So I have a young sister-in-law who's, uh, you know, she's a young artist, and she, um, oh my god, you know, always makes a big. Well, why do we have to blah blah blah? Did you know about the, uh, you know, the Spanish influence? It's like just chill out, <laughs> have the mashed potatoes, and let's all move on with our day. <laughs> you don't have to do all this. Come on, come on. But anyway, ah. Uh, the trappings of youth, that's all, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Now, folks, this episode we're going to, of course, convert to a uh, podcast. What that means is we uh, that's when we add the commercials and stuff in. And, um, you know, we, we blast that out on all the uh, social media platforms, and it goes out to all the podcasting platforms. And I know everybody home is going, yeah, that's great, Jamie. What are the, like, four or five of them? No, we're on 578 <laughs> different podcasting platforms. That's very true. Um, I didn't know there were that many, but there are, and we're on them all. Uh, oh, wow. So however you want to listen to the show, you can. It's, uh, you can listen to Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, you know, all that stuff. Um, and very, very cool. And there's a certain satellite company, uh, which we're 
we're working real hard on getting the show on that as well right now. Um, but it's, you know, there's a lot of business stuff that gets, you know, uh, you don't want to care about it. Anyway, this will be out uh, probably about a half an hour will be dropping. So enjoy. Uh, for those keeping track, uh, yes, uh, Germany still is in second place as far as our countries with the most listeners. Um, U.S., number one. U.K., you're, you're slightly moving up. Uh, so just, you know, if you want to be, uh, you know, in second place or number one, get your uh, friends and neighbors to listen to the show <laughs> and do your part. That's all I say. No, I'm kidding. I want to thank everybody who listens. It's very, very cool. Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Have a good one, and we will talk to you next time. Enjoy. Have a good Easter, everybody, and be cool. Don't fight with your family, man. Just smile and pass the mashed potatoes. You know, it's all good. It's all good. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Christopher. You rock. Thank you. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rock, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tama Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.